RadioInfluence.com. Herschel Walker takes time off from his tedious campaign schedule to speak on the upcoming Georgia Senate runoff election, his values, and fighting for America on this episode of United Patriots Uprising with Gary Benford. I'm your host, Gary Benford. Thanks for joining us. This podcast is available at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hope you'll subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review, and be sure to tell your friends about the show. He didn't have to do this, folks. He didn't have to get involved. A three-time college All-American at the University of Georgia, both in football and track. Recipient of the coveted Heisman Trophy Award in 1982, followed by a 15-year career as a professional football player that included All-Pro and Pro Bowl recognition. Walker became an entrepreneur and easily could have remained so, but he stepped out from his comfort zone and jumped feet first into the political arena, running in Georgia for a U.S. Senate seat against Democrat incumbent Raphael Warnock in the recent midterm election that ended in need of a now much anticipated runoff being held tomorrow. Why? I'm extremely grateful to Walker for giving us some of his valuable time last Friday afternoon. So let's get into it. Herschel, thanks for coming on with me. And uh, what we want to know right away is what led to your decision to get involved politically less than a decade ago? And in particular, why did you decide to take on this battle that you're embroiled in now? Well, really, my faith led me to it. You know, I've been totally blessed. And I've been blessed my whole life. And and my wife and I, we prayed about it. And we prayed about it. We prayed about it. And I saw what was going on in Georgia. And I saw how uh, Senator Warnock wanted to separate people because all he talks about is, is the color of someone's skin. He preaches about it on his church on the pulpit. And he says things like America need to apologize for whiteness. He talks like you can't serve God in the military. And I was like, wait a minute, why is he saying things like that? I know I read the Bible. I'm from a praying family. And I do know in, in the Bible that I read, God talks about redemption. He talks about forgiveness. God talks about a house divided cannot stand. And I didn't understand why a guy on the pulpit would say things like that. And I said, you know, we got to come together. We got to quit worrying about the guy across the aisle from us and start worrying about the guy across the ocean from us. And I decided after praying for a couple of months that I had to get in because no matter what, because I've been blessed by the Lord Jesus. And if I didn't get in, I, I think I would have regretted the rest of my life. Amen. And I'm a believer. And that's what led me. I was a Democrat till I was 47 years old. I got saved, born again. And that's when I left the Democratic Party plantation. So I understand what you're saying. And when the Lord leads you to something and you really have a strong feeling on your spirit about it, you know that if you go forward, you can't fail. Now, you may we may fail in the eyes of man, but not in the eyes of God. So by the nature of being a professional football player, you prepare yourself for punishment to be doled out by the likes of Lawrence Taylor, Mike Singletary. But how do you prepare for this? I've heard it said by a longtime politician that the nastiness level that you in this campaign is the worst he's seen in his entire life. Well, this has gotten very, very nasty on his part, you know, and being a reverend, a man out of cloth. But when he can't have a policy to run on, he's got to get nasty. 
Well, my thing is that he did not sin, cast the first stone. Do not look at the dust in your brother's eye, but look at the plank in your own. And there's a lot of skeleton in this closet. But I want people to talk about his policy. You know, he voted against the Keystone Pipeline. He voted to put men and women's sports. He's against our law enforcement. He's against our military. He vote. He wants this open border. Well, those things are not what Georgia is about. And he continued to say those things. But I want people to know I'm here to represent them. You know, I've created my own business and a very successful business. I know how to sign up front of a paycheck. So no matter what I do, people need to know I have become the adult in the room. And I hope everyone watched that debate. If they didn't, go watch the debate. You know, everyone thought that he was going to mop the floor with me, but they saw that I became the adult in the room and I took him to school. I hear you. So since you told us what he stands for, please unpack what you bring to the table. Tell us about the journey that brought you to this place and how you came to embrace conservative values. As you know, this sadly for black people, for black people like us, you know, they vote 90 percent Democrat. So tell them what you stand for and why you're the man for this job. Well, first of all, you know, I stand for righteous. I stand for what is right. And I remember as a 16 year old, some things happened in my life. My mom and dad told me, you know, there's no color in right and wrong. I don't care who you are. There's no color in right and wrong. You got to do what's right. So all my life, I've tried to do the right thing. Didn't matter about the color of your skin. Didn't matter about what you said. But I was going to go by what's right, even though if I had to stand alone. And, you know, I thought my life had to do something with the athletic world. Because, you know, everyone remember me as this athlete doing all these different things. But I haven't been in this athletic world in years. And if people can still remember me, that long ago, that must mean I was doing something good. And the only reason I'm doing it good is because my Heavenly Father put me there to do it. But people need to see what I've done after sports. You know, I built my own successful uh, food service company that became one of the largest in the United States of America, minority-owned. And I sit on a public traded board, and I visit over 400 bases, military bases all over the world trying to remove the stigma of mental health. So I understand what's happening in this country. What's happening in this country is most of the people that we've elected to office, not they are not leaders. They're not leaders. What they've done is they've put the people down second. I believe in the people, not the government. And yet they talk about being energy independent. Let me tell the people what that means. That means that we can do things in this country for ourselves. We don't need dictators. We don't need uh, people to do it for us. We can do it for ourselves, and we can do it environmental friendly. So they're telling you that we can't. That's not the truth. That is a lie. That is not the truth. We can do it right here in this country. So I want us to become domestic energy independent again, which will open up this economy more. It will open up this economy because it's going to create new jobs, going to get everybody stirred up, and I also want to bring some unity between our law enforcement and the citizens of the United States of America. Do we realize that our law enforcement, they only have a uniform on because that's what they do as their job. But when they take that uniform off, they become a mom, a dad, a brother, a sister. They want to go home safe like anyone else. So why don't, why don't we start building some type of unity between the two of us so everyone goes home safe? And then I want to work in our military, where we get all this wokeness out of our military, get all this pronoun out of our military. The most lethal fighting force ever assembled in the world. Now we have these leaders in Washington that want to bring wokeness. They want to bring pronouns into our military. That's not right. And they also want to get our military out of the out of out of uh, get our war fighters out of the military because they won't take this covert shot. You know, there's been twenty thousand that they want to kick out of the military because they won't take the covert shot. There's been forty thousand that want they want to get rid of their benefits because they won't take the covert shot. 
Well, that's not right. I think that's treason. I hate to tell you, I think it's treason because we're now making our our country unsafe, and yet uh, China is building that military up while we're depleting ours, and this then let's go to the border. This is what's so strange. We can get a lot of things solved because there they are rules on the book that can secure this border, or if they don't have them on the book, why don't we think about putting judges down at the border that can try people as they come over and send them right back? Let's put more judges down there, and then we don't have to have people coming into this country, and then you releasing them at the time. Right now, the drugs coming into this country goes through, not 70% of it goes through Atlanta, Georgia. Mm. We have a drug problem. They know it's coming into this country. They don't want to talk about that. And then this uh, uh, senator that also is a reverend voted to put men and women's sports. Half the world you want to put men and women's sports. And then he also voted against religious liberties. And I'm like, wait a minute, is he not a pastor? We ought to have our freedom of speech. That's what they're trying to take away from us. They're trying to remove all that away from me. And you ask me if I'm a conservative, I just, no, 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 I'm just doing what is right. Well, this country here has allowed me that America's dream, and I want to allow that America's dream for every, for every American here that lives in America, every Georgian that lives here in Georgia. It has nothing to do with the color of my skin. It had to do with the content of my character, which is the church this man preaches in, and all he talks about is the color of someone's skin, which is Dr. King. Dr. King never said that. And I asked the question, would Dr. King agree with him? So is that, And I tell people this, is that not enough? When he's done this in less than two short years, and now he's asking for six more, I'm not sure if we can put up with something like that. I absolutely hear what you're saying, Herschel, and in agreement with you. You 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 said that very, very well. So what's this process been like for you? And and I, I ask that because obviously you have the Democratic Party smear machine, but you you are a Trump supporter. And, and you know, there's that GOP MAGA thing going back and forth. So what's the process been like? And how do you think you stand or where you stand as we approach the end of this race? Well, you know, I, I stand to the point that I want righteous. I want justice. I told people I'm, a, I'm that warrior for God. I believe in my Holy Father. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. It had nothing to be of what somebody endorsed me. Yes, I've known President Trump since 1983, and I'm glad that he endorsed me. And I told someone he better endorse me since he known me so long. But he endorsed me because he knew that I wouldn't dance and sing for anyone. He knew I'm going to do what's right. I've had Mitch McConnell endorse me. At first, he didn't like me, but then he came around and saw that I'm that guy that's going to do what I think is right for this country. I'm going to do what I think is right for the people. So I want to bring people together, not separate people. And I said, that's what we have to do. And I said it early on, quit worrying about the guy across the aisle from you because he's a Democrat. Quit worrying about the guy across the aisle from you because he's a Republican. We need to worry about the guy that's across the ocean from us that's the one that don't like us. Those are things we should be fighting about. Let's take care of home first. And no one ever heard of that before. Take care of home first. Then we can go out and do other things. Herschel, I got to ask you this question because they'll run. I, I'm on Long Island, New York. My friends will run me out of here if I don't ask you this question. Uh, Obama came down and he politicked for uh, for Warnock. And, you know, you go way, way back with Trump. But like the people that hear about this show know that I've talked about every I talk about him. I talk about the interview I did when I was a sports writer at Newsday when I interviewed both of you when you went to the New Jersey generals. We know the connection between you two. People want to know where is he? Why hasn't he come down there? Well, he's been he's been doing a lot of telephone uh, conference with me. He's been doing it. That's what people don't talk about. 
even doing all these telephone rallies with me. And I told people when, at the very beginning, because everyone said, oh, Trump wanted you to run. Trump wanted you to run. Yes, he wanted me to run, but he wasn't the reason I ran. The reason I ran is because I prayed about it. And there's no doubt he endorsed me. But I've told everyone, I'm running this show. I'm running this show, and I, and I invite President Trump to come down. I invite anyone to come down. But what he's doing, he's doing the telephone rallies with me. That has been going well. And I ask anyone else that want to help me to win this seat, Help me to win this seat. Obama came down and he talked about me up on the stage. So I thank the president for talking about me. But yet, let's talk about what the true facts. The true facts are that Senator Warnock had voted against the Keystone Pipeline. Do this president, ex-president, not know that we should be doing our own energy? The facts are Senator Warnock wanted to bring wokeness into our military. Do this ex-president not believe in that should be peace through strength and our strength is our military? He is against our law enforcement. Do this ex-president not know that we should support our law enforcement? He voted for men and women's sports. Do this ex-president not know you shouldn't have men and women's sports? He is against this. He's, he's for this open border. Do this ex-president know that we should have borders? So if he coming down to support someone that's against things that hurts Georgia, hurt the United States of America, what kind of person is he? I hear you. Herschel, it saddens me that I'm starting to hear from people after the midterms, people are saying, some people are saying they're giving ups. Patriots who believe our nation is finished as we know it. Please give the listeners your reason, your reasons why America is worth fighting for. America is worth fighting for because it's the greatest country in the world today. And you don't see people trying to break into China right now. Even though we're going through what we're going through right now, they're not trying to get into China. You don't see people trying to get into Iran. You don't see people trying to get into Russia. All of them are trying to get to the United States of America because they know that America's dream is right here. And we still can get it. We get people out to vote. This early voting ends today. This is Friday. It ends today at 7 o'clock. But the election is Tuesday, December the 6th. So if people hadn't voted in Georgia, make sure you go to the polls and vote December the 6th to keep that America's dream alive. And, you know, people say we're going to have a 50-50 Senate. That is important. That's important because all the committees now will be even. So we can keep a check on Joe Biden. All these terrible policies that he and Kamala Harris have been passing, they can be have a check on them. So we need to keep that the way it is right now. And then in the next cycle, we see where we're going to go. I hear you. Thank you for coming on, Herschel. I have one final question. When I talked to you back in 1983, if I had told you back then when you were just starting your football career that you would have this type of political involvement down the line, that you would be running for Senate, as, you know, and, and all of this, you, the nation would be just completely mesmerized by this one election and, and looking at you as who you are now and where you stand for this country, if I told you that when you were playing for the New Jersey Generals, what would you have said? I probably would have laughed in your face. <laughs> I, I'm not a politician. I'm not a politician, and I told people that. And I said, guys, this is a spiritual battle, and God is looking for warriors. And I'm that warrior that's going to tell you the truth, whether you like it or not. I'm not going to hide anything from the people, and that's what my opponent has done. He's hidden himself. He's hidden a lot of things he's done from the people. The people need to know what's going on. They need to know that I believe in the Constitution that says we the people, not we the government. So that's why they think that they can buy this seat. 
but I want them to know George is not for sale. So anyone that can go to teamherschel.com, help me to keep this seat for, for the great people of Georgia. Herschel, thank you very much for coming on. God bless you. God bless your family. And looking forward to a victory on Tuesday. And I'd love to have you back on the show when we do some things, some other topics like about black conservatives and everything. But thank you and keep up the good fight. Hey, thank you now. God bless. Same here. God bless. Herschel Walker, everybody. And uh, we'll all be watching on Tuesday to see how this goes down, because, see, there's a lot of things going on with these elections. And, yeah, it looks like they have a 50-50 now. But uh, let's just see how uh, let's just see how things turn out, uh, you know, because not everything to me is like it appears to be. I want to thank Herschel Walker for taking time out from his campaign schedule to provide insight on who he is why he's laying it on the line politically, and reasons America is worth fighting for. I most certainly thank you for joining us. This podcast is available for download at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Hope you'll subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review, and be sure to tell your friends about the show. If you're listening for the first time, be sure to check out the podcast archive located on the page. There you can hear the previous guests, Diamond and Silk break down the midterm elections and state of our nation. Dr. Ben Carson, Monica Crowley, Dick Morris, Peter Navarro, A.J. Rice, Kevin Sorbo, Carol Swain, and Naomi Wolf are among the recent guests. Well, that's all for now, everyone. Thanks for joining us. So until the next time, this is your host, Gary Benford, saying God bless you, God bless your families, and God bless America.